This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contests. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700. And use key term barbecue brother when you talk to Steve or visit them online at stephendefranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit greenmountaingrills.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently. And you can find them at eldiablomustard.com and by cookingpellets.com. Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market and will not void any of your warranties, by the way? Cookingpellets.com is the website. And by CookShack, a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at cookshack.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Right, good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You feel fit to jump into the show. Love to have you. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, as you see it right there on the uh, crawl, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show. Coming up at about 13 minutes from now, a guy who uh, we have on fairly regularly, a little bit absent over the last quarter or so, but uh, somebody that I enjoy magnanimously when it comes to conversations that involve barbecue and grilling and drinking and whatever it is 
because you know he's down for a good time. None other than the Canadian kamikaze, Ted Reader. I just made that name up for him, by the way. So if you like it, keep it. If it's offensive, you know, forget it. At 9.35, the Barbecue Central Show official sauce and rub reviewer, Scott Roberts, joins us. That's right. Also missed Scott the last couple months. And then we'll move into the second hour where we have two things uh, lined up for you at 10.14. A sponsor of the show, some new stuff to talk about. Uh, Well, not so new now, but new when it came out a handful of months ago. Jason Baker, Green Mountain Grills, joining us. Green Mountain Grills right there. Right there. And, of course, the second week at 10.35, the Barbecue Swap Meet. The Barbecue Swap Meet is a segment that we brought on last week. Perhaps some growing pains there, but uh, we're going to make some uh, time investment. We're going to make some time investment when it comes to the Barbecue Swap Meet. It could be sometimes ideas are best in the idea stage, and when you bring them to life, they crap the bed. Uh I'm not going to lie. It just happens. Sometimes ideas come out. Man, there you go. It's great. So I think with the swap meet thing, though, might take some time to build up. I don't think we got any takers on the stuff from last week, so... Uh, We might revisit some of those just to get them back out in case you weren't listening to the show or you didn't catch the podcast after the fact. And then we'll troll through Facebook and email and see if we got anything new. Uh, Maybe we'll keep it going through the rest of the month. And if it finds out that the idea was a better idea than anything else, uh, then that's it will go off in the corner and summarily be executed. And that'll be it. Many an idea on the show was a great idea, and it was brought to light, and it failed. Others were great, and they've raged on with success. That's kind of what it is with this stuff. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I have to talk about this because it kind of sounds like me. Man pleads no contest to killing uncle with barbecue fork. Uh Uh-oh. In none other than Gillette, Wyoming, which, by mere coincidence, during the day job, I had a flight go into and out of Gillette, Wyoming, GCC, the airport identifier. A Wyoming man has pled no contest to second-degree murder for stabbing his uncle to death with a barbecue fork during a what? A what? A drunken argument. In November, the Gillette News record the Gillette News record reports Orlando Marcus Gonzalez of Gillette entered his plea in district court on Friday. District Judge Thomas W. Rumpke, not Rempe, R-U-M-P-K-E Rumpke, revoked Gonzalez's million-dollar bond and scheduled sentence for April 28th. Campbell County Attorney Ron Whitner said a night of drinking on November 9th led to rough housing. That got out of hand and ended with Gonzalez stabbing Theodore Mace in the face and neck with a barbecue fork. Uh The fork nicked Mayor's carotid artery 
he bled to death. A second-degree murder charge calls for a minimum prison term of 21 to 26 years, but Rumpke said he could also impose a life sentence. Wow. What have we learned here already in the first six minutes of the show? First of all, while Gillette, Wyoming seems like a great place, don't get in to fights with your uncles. Drunken fights. Point to one, don't get into fights with uncles and nephews. Nephew. Number two, if you're going to be arguing, stop the drinking. Nothing good has ever come out of drinking and then arguing with your uncle when you have access, either you or the uncle, has access to a barbecue fork. Things can only go downhill from there. Drinking and arguing and barbecue forkedness at hand death and despair are minutes away so don't go to Gillette hug your uncle if you're going to get in a fight with your uncle because look uh, you know if you're my age you know, you've got a lot of uncles laying around you know hug your uncle don't stab your uncle Blake Moody maybe he was checking for tenderness that's right Blake I prefer to check my tenderness with a thermopen. That way I can also get internal temperature of the liver. Uh, the information provided to you in this story was from the news record. You can visit that at GilletteNewsRecord.com. Man pleads no contest to killing uncle with the barbecue fork. Gang, if you ever miss anything live on the show, let me tell you something. You can easily subscribe to this uh, audio archive. In iTunes, it's very popular. You can also go to my Facebook page, uh, slash Greg.Rempe, R-E-M-P-E, G-R-E-G dot Rempe. You can also go to the Outdoor Cooking Channel, which has been the longtime video syndicate of this show. You can get all the live video replays there. Uh, Also, Roku and uh, various other internet protocol televisions, uh, whatever platform you have, go to the particular app store of that device and then search for the Outdoor Cooking Channel. And if they have the Outdoor Cooking channel, go ahead and download it. And then you can not only get the video archives, the very first option is the live stream, so you can sit there right on your big-ass television in the comfort of your own living room, family room, bedroom, basement, finished basement or unfinished basement, and watch and take in the glory, wonderment, and entertainment value of the Barbecue Central show right from your lovely couch on the high-definition television. That's a, a Roku, of course, the prime partner of this show, but... Any other internet protocol television that is carrying the outdoor cooking channel and its uh, app offering, download that, and then you're off and running. Uh, pa- uh, Kevin, if you're listening, tell me how many internet protocol televisions have the outdoor cooking channel. That way we can make sure that everybody has the proper digestion of uh, what platform they can get at and get in, watch this show, not only live, but... You can also watch it, as most of the people do on the uh, video podcast, uh, through their um, own digestion, which is on demand. So, you know, most of the people get this show through the iTunes subscription audio. And believe me, as many will attest, there is the show on video is completely different. 
in context to the show on audio. So if you are a longtime audiophile of the show, uh, make it a point to pick up the video replay or join the show live. I mean, I ask that of everybody, right? To make a point one night out of the year this year in 2015 to take in the Barbecue Central show live video. If you've never done it before, well worth it. I would consider it a personal favor. I'm sure many other people would too. Plus, you have the chat room, and that's like a whole show in itself. Find it at theoutdoorcookingchannel.com. All right, gang, if you're like me, you're looking for ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game up one notch, two notch, ten notches. No easy or better way to do that than by visiting a little website called butcherbbq.com. That's right, Dave Bosca. Uh, Well-known for the injections, right? The pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection, the bird boosters, the open pit pork, all the good stuff. You got to get it at butcherbbq.com. Also, if you go to Butcher Barbecue, you can find go-to rubs and sauces. You can get some of that steak and brisket rub. You can get some of my favorite rub, honey rub. He sells it by the five-pound bag, right? You can get premium rub, especially if you inject with butchers. It's formulated to work with an injection. Perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And, of course, I talk about it each and every week, the uh, sweet barbecue sauce. I'm a picky sauce eater, taster, and lover. And few make it through my test gauntlet. But uh, the sweet barbecue sauce has certainly won in every category for me. The first time I ever tasted it on the show live i ended up drinking it right out of the bottle meathead was uh, a testament to that how about that Uh, right now we have a special going on you get free bird booster sample with any order placed until february 15th that's right so for the next handful of weeks if you go to butcherbbq.com you put in an order any order you're going to get a free bird booster sample right from Dave Bosk himself and the folks over at ButcherBBQ.com. Of course, no worries about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks. Ship at $8.55, between 55 and 200 Ship at $9.75, and anything over $200 ships for free. So what do I say? Do yourself a favor. Get $201 worth of products. Save wholly on the shipping. Enjoy the products entirely. You're going to love it. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. Take advantage of the free Bird Booster sample going on until February 15th. That's ButcherBBQ.com. ButcherBBQ.com. Always, always trust your butcher. It's the birthday of Bird Booster. How about that? Happy birthday, Bird Booster. Two years old. Wow. Two years. Seems just like last year we were talking about. Free sample every order till February 15th. ButcherBBQ.com. We are coming up out of the break with Ted Reader. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I want to make sure that I didn't... Oh, there's something. I want to make sure I didn't miss the... Uh, Scott Roberts products that are coming up. Uh, joining me now, a multiple-time author, a blogger, a chef professionally, and a guy that loves barbecue and grilling as much as me, actually more than me. My friend to the north, my friend to the east, south, and west, Ted Reeder joining us on the show. Ted, how are you, buddy? Good, Greg. How are you this Doing evening? Absolutely fabulous, Ted. Appreciate you uh, making time for the show tonight. And uh, finally, great to kind of catch back up with you. I know we missed you a couple times uh, just trying to link up and do this, so... You know, in the world of Ted Reader, it's probably been, you know, maybe two, two and a half months since the last time uh, we got on air together. Uh, what is going on in the life of a guy that is a barbecue and griller and an author and a guy who's got a really cool, like, traveling smoker and grill thing? I mean, you're at it from all angles right now, Ted. <laughs> well, I do love what I do, and uh, we're having a good time every day. Uh, in the winter, when things are uh, a little uh, more quiet, I am a professor of uh, food uh, science and technology at uh, the Canadian Food and Wine Institute at Niagara College. So I teach uh, uh, how to become uh, a research chef and develop food products for grocery stores and restaurant chains. That's part of my life. And then the other aspect of my life is the world of barbecue. So the newest thing uh, that uh, has hit the road in 2014 was uh, my 1972 Ford uh, Seagrave uh, fire truck. And it was uh, a birthday present to me. So I was given this fire truck by my business partners uh, for my 50th birthday. <laughs> a fire and truck? A fire truck. So it is, we have been um, modifying this fire truck. The fire truck goes by the name of Hoptimus Prime. That's H uh, O P Tomus. And uh, that's because it is uh, a beer and barbecue machine. So we have refrigeration on board that can hold eight kegs of beer wow. and we can pour out of two draft taps. We have uh, eight feet worth of gas grills and rotisseries. And then on the other side of the fire truck, we have an eight-foot custom-designed uh, and made barrel smoker that runs wow. off a of hardwood. And then we have an upper party deck, awnings that come out from it. Uh, the upper party deck will hold uh, a dozen people seating and standing, flat-screen TVs, a kick-ass sound, screen, uh, sound system, and low ride to drop it down an extra foot to put us a little closer to the ground while we're cooking. Wow, this thing sounds outrageous. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, uh, so this, uh, this summer is, uh, this spring and summer, this new season for 2015, it'll be out there uh, on the roads in the uh, general Toronto uh, area. And uh, we'll be catering events and having fun and doing all kinds of parties off of it. Is it something that, you know, any jamoke off the street could call, get a price and contract John, or is it going to be more like corporate stuff? Uh, it'll be everything. So anybody can give us a call, and uh, my catering company is called Chef Events, and so we uh, cater all kinds of uh, functions. This uh, past summer, 
our largest function was a function for 4,000 people. We oh, wow. did for a, a little uh, fast food chain here in Canada called Tim Hortons. And <laughs> so their franchisees were having their 50th anniversary party. And they asked my team to uh, to throw a barbecue. So we did a little barbecue for 4,000 people. <laughs> Ted, let me ask you a question. I mean, we have guys, pitmasters on here that maybe run a, a small barbecue shop or they've seen success on the competition circuit to some degree, maybe are doing fairly well with the rubber sauce and get into catering or, or vice versa. Maybe they started barbecue catering and then they got into the competition scene. But, you know, rarely does one of these guys come on the show and talk about how they did an event for multiple thousands of people, 4,000 specifically for you. I mean, how do you go about game planning and setting up logistically on the food side something for 4,000 people that is as good from person one to person 4,000? Uh, you have an amazing team, and you need to have a very strong team. And I am fortunate enough to have a, a wonderful team working uh, with me and uh, guiding me and helping me put it all together. Uh, it definitely can't be done alone. This party that was for 4,000 people was located on Toronto Island, and it was a big do. There were boats, and there were fireworks, and there were rock bands, and there were food stations all over the place, and food trucks. And it took over a year of planning oh, wow. uh, to put that together for that function. Uh, I even developed a barbecue sauce for Tim Hortons uh, that uh, incorporated their coffee into the barbecue sauce, and they bottled it, and that was given out to all of the franchisees that came by. So it was it was it was a huge event, and there's a lot of work that goes into that. It's not something that you can whip off in a day. You've really got to plan it. And uh, to be quite honest, my team uh, did most of the planning of it. They they organized it. They they coordinated everything with the people from Tim Hortons and executed an amazing event. Ted Reader joining us here on the show. TedReader.com is his website if you want to check it out here while we are chatting it up a little bit. Uh, Ted, uh, obviously coming up this coming weekend uh, we have the uh, Super Bowl. I say Super Bowl here on this show. I know a lot of people are very scared about being sued, but uh, the NFL would be very quick to unsue me when they realize zero was coming their way for saying Super Bowl. Um, yes, well, you know what? I'm in Canada, so I'm going to say Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm moving to Canada, okay. so I can say. If you're going to hold an event, you can't trademark the name and tell us we can't use it. I'm sorry. That's an event that millions of people are going to watch. We can yeah. say Super Bowl. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Crazy. Or I don't have to watch. So what's the deal at uh, Ted Reader's house or if you know people are looking for great Super Bowl recipes that maybe uh, they haven't seen recently or, or something that they might want to try that you're going to be doing? Well, I, I look at it this way. Um, Super Bowl is a fun time of the year. Uh, number one, the, the most consumed food on a Super Bowl weekend is the, is the almighty chicken wing. Yeah. And, and I love wings, and they're wonderful, and you can grill them, and you can smoke them, and you can deep fry them, and you can do a thousand and one things to them. You can stuff them, you can toss them in sauce, you can dry rub them, and you can eat a gallon of them if you feel like it. But it's still a chicken wing, and I think there's 
a little bit more that can be done this year. We have two teams. You've got uh, one from the East Coast and one from the West Coast. And I look at it and I say to myself, wow, what kind of a menu would I put together with some of the ingredients that come from those regions? Mm. And so for me, I look at I look at the West Coast and I say to Seattle, and I am uh, I'm going to have to root for Seattle this year. Agreed. I'm not a New England Patriots I fan. I agree so, fully. And and uh, and I apologize to those that are. Everybody has their team, but um, I'm I'm going to root for for Seattle. And one is because I love the crab that comes from Seattle, and the fish market that's uh, Pike Place Fish Market. So I'm going to be doing some uh, some um, stone grilled uh, crab cakes, and I'll be using Dungeness crab. And it's a very very simple recipe. It's it's lump crab meat. You need a fair amount of it. You put some diced onions, some chives in there, a little bit of lemon zest, lemon juice, some mayonnaise, and I like to take saltine crackers and just crush them up and then mix it all together. You can add a little bit of Dijon mustard if you want, salt and pepper, um, but really you want to taste that crab meat. And then you just put it all together gently. You don't need an egg in there. The mayo will be just fine. And you don't want it to be too dry and you don't want it to be too wet. You take an ice cream scoop, and I'll take a hot grilling stone. So I take these uh, soap stones. I'll put them on my grill, and I'll fire them up and get them to about 450 degrees. And the wonderful thing about it in the wintertime is those stones, once they're hot, they stay hot. So you can have the grill lid open, and those stones are still going to be hot. And I scoop that crab cake mixture, and I put them down, just press them lightly, and fry them till they're crisp on both sides. And then put that on a bun add some potato chips, make a little bit of a tartar sauce, and munch down and have a good time. That would be my tailgating thing for Seattle. Mm, sounds great. Because I love that. Yeah. I don't know if that, that goes with you folks. And then from, from the other end of things, if, if I was a New England fan, um, I would be taking a strip loin of beef, and I would be rubbing it down uh, liberally with sea salt. And I'd be putting that in my smoker, and I would be cooking it low and slow till it reached just about 130 degrees. Then I would take it out, and that strip loin I would cut into two-inch thick steaks, and I would put them onto hot charcoal, super, super hot. We're talking about 700 to 800 degrees, and just do that reverse sear and quickly take that two-inch steak and give it about a 30-second to one-minute max on both sides and pull it off, slice it, slice it thin, and serve it up on a bun. Add your Ooh. garnishes of whatever you want, and that strip line will just melt in your mouth. Uh, what kind of uh, tops do you put on that sandwich? Just uh, bread and beef, or do you put onion and cheese? Well, or I would take I would take uh, onions and mushrooms and saute them and get them nice and crispy, and then take a really stinky cheese, like a Limburger cheese, and you slice that Limburger cheese in about a quarter-inch thick slices, and you put that onto the hot uh, uh, sautéed onions and mushrooms, and then just give it a quick stir with like a wooden spoon, and that cheese and the hot the heat from the onions and mushrooms it all get melty, and then you spoon that up and put that on top of your uh, sliced beef. And you want a really soft bun, maybe that has a little coarse sea salt on the outside of it, some shaved onion, maybe a little bit of arugula and some heirloom tomato and mow down on it. And also a little bit of horseradish mayo would be good too. Ted, are, are you a fan of, and, I, and I've seen them more and more, uh, I guess through popularity of, uh, maybe being used in Arby's and and so forth, but these King Hawaiian buns, and now I've seen them in you know real life hamburger 
size buns as well. Are, do you like those, the, kind of those sweet things? Um, I don't mind them. We don't get that uh, bun here in Canada, unfortunately. So I've only had the King's Hawaiian bun once or twice. And uh, I haven't tried the hamburger bun, but I have tried the smaller buns, and I've done crab cakes on those smaller buns. And for me, I cut them in half, I butter both sides, and I put them in a pan, and I griddle them until they're crispy, like the outside of a grilled cheese sandwich. And then put your crab cake on there, your steak or your burger or whatever you want. And it's absolutely amazing. But you've got to like that sweetness to the bread. And that's that's the one thing with the King's Hawaiian. They're just a little bit sweeter. But it's a nice soft roll. And, and if you get it nice and crispy on a griddle, uh, it's pretty amazing. Ted Reeder joining us here on the show talking about some food for the upcoming Super Bowl this uh, Sunday. And, Ted, of course, the, the other thing, I mean, it's great to eat, great to eat. got to have something to wash it down. Uh, obviously, you're a jack guy, you're a beer guy, but are there any specific libations that you might be making Super Bowl-related or S, uh, West and, and East Coast-related? Uh, not, not really, no. I'm, uh, I'm, really, I'm a very simplistic drinker when it comes down to it. I, like, uh, I love my bourbon. I do like my Tennessee whiskey. And I love a really great beer. And, and I'm not a... I don't need my beer to be fancy. I just need it to be cold and go down smooth. And that's that's really the libation that I'll be doing this weekend. I, I, I'm I you know when I'm at home and I'm I'm cooking here at, at what I call Casa Barbecue, and I don't get to tailgate that often. Canadians don't get that opportunity because of our liquor laws here. We don't have the fun to be able to go and have a tailgate at a at a football game. The closest tailgating I can do is I have to go to Buffalo, and Bills fans are crazy. But I love going down to Buffalo. Yeah, man. And uh, and I love to tailgate down there. So for me, what I do though is I love the home gating. I love to do you know invite some friends over and put on the game and fire up the grills out back or the smokers, and I don't care how cold it is. I'm out there if it's minus minus thirty degrees Fahrenheit, or if it's plus fifty, it doesn't matter. I'm out there. I love to cook, and that's the inspiration. And when you've got friends that want to come and eat and taste, uh, and you get out back and in the cold weather, it all feels good. And Super Bowl will be fun. It's about having good time with your friends and your family and watching your team. And hopefully your team and your colors are going to come out on top. Uh, Ted, I was talking to uh, one of your friends, uh, Ray Lampy, last week uh, doing his uh, regular spot on the show, and uh, he was asking, you know, what do you have going on? And he said, yeah, you know, this kind of this time of the year, it's kind of slow for me till we, you know, get another couple months down the road. And uh, he's got a, a new book that he's working on right now. And so, you know, I wonder if it's the same thing for you when you start the beginning of the year, maybe through you know March or April. Uh, is this kind of like prime uh, book writing season for you? Because obviously, you've penned a number of books very successfully. Uh, do you have one that you're working on right now, or is this a typical time of year where if you were working one, if you're not now, uh, this is one you're trying to put together because it's a little slower, a little colder, you're inside, and you're ready to hit that recipe uh, laboratory? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, right now I'm in the very, very beginning stages. I, I won't be having a book coming out, coming out in 2015. I'm uh, taking a year off. And so I've just started in the last uh, few weeks to start my ideation process. And I have a whole sort of regime that I do when I put my ideas for for new recipes. And, and I really haven't finalized the style of book that I'm going to do or the complete topic. Um, but I kind of think it's going to be along the lines of just live fire cooking. 
um, really open pits, uh, digging holes, using coals, using hardwood, and cooking straight and direct, and having some fun with it. So I'm not. I'm still putting all those ideas and thoughts together, but I will be uh, be putting a book together uh, for 2016. That's my goal. My uh, my latest book that's out is called Gastro Grilling and uh, won uh, Best uh, Cookbook in Canada this year in 2014. So I was uh, pretty excited about that. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you. Gastro Grilling. Go ahead and pick it up if you haven't already. Uh, Ted, let me ask you, because I, I did ask Ray this uh, same question. I mean, both of you guys have uh, been successful in the number of books that you've put out. You know, you look at it 10, 15 years ago, you know, people were making strong bank on the back of books only, and fast forward to where we are now, it seems like any Tom, Dick, or Harry could go self-publish. Uh, people are trying to get book deals left and right. And, and maybe that the, um, uh, what's the term I'm trying to use? The, the talent pool uh, becomes diluted a little bit when everybody can kind of get a leg in the water. Do you find writing book the same as you did back when you started as far as experience and um, being able to, to make the same kind of money and, you know, things of this nature, or is it now uh, a way for Ted Reader's brand to continually be in front of people's faces? Well, it, it has modified and changed. Uh, I mean, I've written, the, the first book I ever worked on was in 1993, and that book was for a grocery store chain, and it sold 250,000 copies in about a week. Uh, it was an amazing book, and I learned a lot about writing books back then. And as I, I've progressed to, to writing uh, 20, 21 cookbooks now, I do find that the competition level is, um, well, the pool is, is full. There's a lot of people in there, and you've got to be sharp, and you've got to know your business. I've been doing barbecue and cooking my entire life. Uh, I started cooking when I was about six or seven years of age. And I've spent my entire life being a chef and a lover of food and passionate about barbecue and the world of outdoor cooking. Um, I don't stop. I put my thinking cap on every day. I never make the same recipe twice. I'm always tweaking. I'm always working and modifying. I'm outdoors probably four to six days a week, year-round, cooking food and and practicing and you know i have a little seven-year-old and he says daddy how come you practice all the time and i said if you want to be the best you've got to practice and you can't get to being the best if you're not practicing and not doing and i love the amount of uh barbecue fans and the number of people that are out there cooking and turning the world of barbecue and telling the world about how barbecue can be done and not just american style or canadian style or german style or english style because it's all coming out now and so there's more that i have to do to when it comes down to writing a book to make a really great book i think gastro grilling which which i wrote and and uh, i wrote that book in 17 days wow 135 recipes and uh, I wrote every single word of that. I had an editor go through it, but I wrote the book in 17 days. Uh, I like to work under pressure. And it's the best book I've ever written. It's a phenomenal book. There's over 135 recipes, and there's over 200 color photos in there. And you really have to love what you do to have those books make you money. And you've got to work hard at it. And so the book business, it's tougher now. 
can you make money in the book business? Yes, you can. But I look at writing a book is more of a promotional purpose and marketing for my business. But I love to share my stories and I love to share my recipes. I'll never say to somebody, well, that's a secret. You want to know? I'll help you. I'll show you. I'll tell you. I'm not afraid to share my, my, my thoughts or my food love because I want everybody to get in their backyards and fire up their grills and fire up their smokers and cook food day in and day out. Forget about your oven. Get outdoors and do it, whether it's snowing or raining or a tornado's a-coming. <laughs> get out there and cook something delicious because it just fuels the passion to get out there and do it again and again and again. My wife thinks I'm crazy. Now, the other day, it was it was minus 20 here in Toronto, and it was windy, and she says, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm going to go fire up my pit. And she said, why? I said, because I don't want to use the oven. I want to go outdoors. It's more fun. <laughs> and that's the way it is. If it's fun for me, I'm having a good time. That's right, and that's why we like having Ted Reader here on this show when he is available to come on and talk with us. Uh, again, you can find him at tedreader.com, and he will be voting for or rooting for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, as will I. Ted, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming up. Thanks, Greg. Have a great one, and hopefully we'll chat with you soon. Everybody out there, have a good Super Bowl weekend, and just make it tasty, because that's all that matters. There he is, Ted Reader, ladies and gentlemen. TedReader.com. Once again, if you've uh, never visited the website, go ahead and check him out. Um. He is also, uh, we didn't touch on it this time. Uh, we do it every maybe third or fourth time that he's on during the course of the year. Uh, he is like uh, the guy that has brought planking to a different level, cooking with planks, smoke planking, smoke roasting, all that stuff. Uh, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the, the official barbecue jeweler to the barbecue stars, Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. That's right, a self Induced, promoted, and admitted barbecue junkie. Number of holidays going to come up over the course of the year. Maybe you're looking for jewelry for one of those. How about Mother's Day? How about Father's Day? How about Valentine's Day? You name them. Don't fall for the same old crap. Don't go to the big box stores when you're going to be buying jewelry of some form or fashion. How about a one-stop shop locally owned here in the Willoughby, Ohio area? Local Greater Cleveland, for those that don't know where you're at. You can buy watches, Bolivar-style watches. You can buy citizen watches. You can buy high-end European-style watches from Philip and Company, but are still reasonably priced. All this can be found at stephendefranco.com. That's Stephen, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. Visit his website. See what they have there. Pick what you like out. And then once you have it found from the website, you call them, 440 440- Nine four three two seven zero zero. That's four four zero nine four three two seven zero zero. Ask for Steve if he doesn't answer the phone. And when he comes on, say, "Hey, I'm a barbecue brother or sister. I listen to Rempy every Tuesday. He's talking about you all the time. And I'm finally going to bite the bullet. I need your counsel on this watch or that watch. Or I saw this piece of jewelry or artwork because he's got some kind of artisan pieces in there as well." He's going to ask you a series of questions. They're not going to be, how much is that budget? Or could you spend $50 more a month? Or some type of pressure geek sales crap. Not interested in doing that. Just interested in getting you what you want, helping you convey the emotion you're looking to convey, and earning the business first time. Hoping 
that he can instill the trust and the confidence it takes for a business to earn business for a lifetime. And then, of course, referring friends, family, and otherwise. So stephendefranco.com. That's Stephen, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. Click on the logo at the Barbecue Central homepage as well. You can link over to the website or call 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Scott Roberts coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Ted Reader for joining me this past segment. Headreader.com, his website. Uh, joining me now, the Barbecue Central Show official sauce and rub reviewer, Scott Roberts, joining you. Scott, hey, how are you? how's it going, Greg? Hey, man, how are you, brother? It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, well, I mean, I was trying to think the last time we had you on. It was probably uh, just a tick before the end of the year, maybe uh, like November-ish or maybe even a little bit before. Maybe October. It's yeah. It's been a good couple months. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been busy myself. I've actually not been able to review a whole lot of products, both from the spicy food side and the barbecue side. All right. So what is what is happening with one Scott Roberts? What do you have going on? Uh, lots of things over at my main website, scottrobertsweb.com, and then my uh, Fiery Foods podcast at thefirecast.com. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask everybody to jump on over as far as a link is, is I have a barbecue and fiery food survey. And it's just a bunch of questions to kind of get to know, I guess, the core audience of my website and my activities on the web, just to find out what people's flavor profiles are, what they own as far as a smoker, their eating habits, uh, their chili pepper growers, on and on and on. Anyway, the uh, URL to that is scottrobertsweb.com slash survey. If you guys want to take it, it's four pages long. It won't take more than four or five minutes of your life, so uh, please go and take it. And you're not going to sell that to anybody, right, later on? Oh, my God. Absolutely not. Oh, it's for all, my own purposes. Your own purposes. All right. My own purpose, yes. Um, it's funny that you mentioned something about growing peppers because completely coincid- uh, on, a, on a coincidental basis, I'm down in the basement uh, prepping for the show here earlier, and uh, my oldest daughter, Bobby, was talking about uh, peppers with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's right. I said boyfriend. Uh, and oh she's like, God. how do you grow these hot peppers, because oh, uh, that uh, dude Adam Richmond was on eating some uh, jalapeno uh, uh, scorpion death pepper burger, whatever he was doing on one thing. And they're like, how do you grow those things? So um, I, I guess in, in a very nutshell thumbnail sketch, uh, are hot peppers grown just like you'd grow basil or tomatoes or green peppers? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can grow them in big pots. Of course, I would not recommend growing them in like a little nine-inch pot or something. Like it needs quite a bit of dirt to grow in. I mean, you almost have to think of like a tree root system. Is big and far-reaching are the roots. That's how far-reaching the branches and all that are going to be on a plant. Same with peppers. If you want to get a good yield on pepper pods, but yeah, anybody could grow them out in their backyard. Uh, I know lots of people grow. Um, uh, bell peppers, jalapenos, cayennes, things like that. Uh, the super hot chili peppers are no different. All right. Um, I have a question from one Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue. It says, uh, ask Scott, is there a grading scale for peppers? Whereas I buy chipotle pepper powder. How do we know that the next batch will be the same? The same as far as the heat goes. Yeah, I'm I guessing guess like Dave a, is asking. Yeah, sometimes I'm guessing it's like a the same kind of consistency or perhaps that you can't count on from batch to batch. You usually can't. Uh, chipotles are simply smoked jalapenos, and from my own experience and from a lot of people's experience, uh, jalapenos are very inconsistent from pod to pod as far as the heat level. It could be anywhere from two thousand to eight thousand Scovo heat units. It's, I mean, you bite into one, it seems really mild, you get overconfident, and then you bite into another one, and it'll just, you know, blow you away with the heat. It's like, oh, I can't take this. So I don't know exactly what kind of predicament, like the spice companies, like McCormick, what they must go through to get a good, consistent heat level whenever they have things like jalapenos or chipotles and their spice mixes. So it's it could be a shot in the dark sometimes. You just pretty much have to guess. Do the higher-level uh, Scoville unit peppers remain more consistent throughout, or is that it, you know, regardless if it's a habanero or a jalapeno or a balucha loki, you know, batch to batch, it's going to vary? It is going to vary. The thing is, once you get up that high, the vast majority of the people cannot tell the difference between, say, something like that's 500,000 Scoville heat units and 800,000. It's just going to completely burn them. Uh, yeah, there are inconsistencies with the way they're grown, with the, the amount of water, the soil, how much what's called – if a chili pepper plants are stressed, the more stressed they are, which means you, know, you don't uh, water them a lot, the more they will adapt and – create more capsaicin in the pods that will actually make them hotter. Yeah, people could do little tricks and things like that to make them hotter. But if you're going to grow uh, chili peppers for mass consumption, for the, the whole food industry, you better have more consistent ways of uh, coming out with chili peppers or, or growing chili peppers that will have a more consistent, I guess, heat across the board. But yeah, they do vary just like jalapenos do. Scott Roberts joining us here on the show, scottrobertsweb.com slash survey if you want to help him out. Was that right? Slash survey? Yeah, slash survey. All right. Uh, If you want to help him out and uh, spill your guts about your barbecue life, he's happy to have it. Or scottrobertsweb.com if you want to check him out, see what he's up to. Uh, Scott, we have uh, three new products to review tonight, and first one up is a pretty nifty name, Deaf Man's Barbecue... yeah, I was too click on the link click there. Deaf Man's Barbecue Sauce Smoky Sweet. And you have a bottle of it right there. That's right. All right. And I'm showing everybody the uh, web page here as well. Uh, what can you tell me about this? Uh, of course, it is, as the name implies, uh, created by a deaf man. Uh, his name is Razul, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and he has uh, several different 
as you can see in the picture there, if you're watching the video, uh, several different sauces in his lineup. The one I am reviewing is a smoky sweet sauce. So I think this would probably have the greatest appeal to the vast majority of the barbecue listening right now. Uh, this one has a consistency of kind of like an applesauce. I don't know if you can kind of see that. Yep. He's maybe a third of the bottle. Very thick, very clumpy. Uh, and a barbecue sauce, I prefer something to be a little bit more smooth as far as the texture. There's nothing wrong with the way it pours on. Uh, the flavor itself, it, it hits on a lot of odd flavor notes. And for some reason, it's just not completely balanced. There's the really super sweet Kind of like a sugary tomato flavor. There is a little bit of smokiness on the back end, but it's just really missing. And I'm not a huge fan of vinegar sauces, but it is kind of missing that vinegar component. Uh, so therefore, this would not be good on anything like beef. I think it would just be completely odd on that. Uh, pork, even pork, it, it just – you almost have to add something else to it, something sharp. Uh, a little bit more saltiness and garlickiness and maybe add a little bit of vinegar to this too as well. Uh, to me, it's just kind of incomplete. It's – I don't want to say it's like a good base sauce. It's not really that. I, to me, a good base sauce is something that tastes good on its own and it's able to stand up and you're able to do all kinds of things with it to manipulate it. This one, not, it's, it's just really missing something. Um, so therefore I really can't rate it that high. I hate to be a little harsh with it, but I would have to give it, uh, it would be a, you know, I forget my heat skill, an oven baker. Oh, <laughs> so that would be a two out of five. Yeah, absolutely. What's the lowest one you can get? Rib boiler? Uh, rib boiler. Right. Bo- yeah, okay. One out of five of boy that at all costs. Right. All right. That's Def Man's barbecue, uh, sauce, smoky sweet, Def Man's com. the website. Uh, what's the the price point and the size there, Scott? A size sixteen ounce bottle. You can get that for four ninety five. Actually, a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, what I would do is I would check out some of the other sauces they have in their lineup at DuffmansBBQ.com. All right. Uh, next one up, Bobby Brown Foods Boston Blend Rub. So sounds like we got some spice this time. Oh wait, holy shit! Look at it is Bobby Brown. Yep, that Bobby Brown. You found a tenderoni, and the roni is so right. I think I'm going to love her for the rest of my life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Probably didn't know I was going to bust that out, did you? I, you know, I don't even know the lyrics of that song. Oh, I know every word. Love it. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, uh, Bobby Brown Foods, yes, it's that. For the podcast listeners, it is the ex-husband of Whitney Houston. He uh, has his own food company here. Uh, this one in particular is the Boston Blend Rub. Uh, it's very, very coarse rub, and I like a little bit of texture and my rubs and seasonings. You know, instead of everything being a fine grain powder, you know, I, I like to get little bits of coarse sea salt and a pepper and garlic and things like that in there. This is almost all coarse, and for those looking on video, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Um, big, huge chunks of full peppercorns and everything in there like that. Um, I would prefer it to be a little bit more finely ground and a little bit more balanced as far as the texture goes. Very gritty, very crunchy. Whenever you put it on a slab of ribs or something like that, if you kind of go for that type of thing, this is perfect for you. Uh, Flavor profile, very savory, very salty, garlicky, and very uh, 
actually spicy from a chili pepper side of things, not sweet at all. So this will go better towards uh, beef products and pork if you maybe you would combine it with a sweet sauce. Uh, does it have a traditional shaker style top on it, or is it just an open top that you can reach in and? and yeah, uh, traditional shaker style. Yeah. Uh, on the video there, there's a place you could actually spoon it out and then uh, shake it out there. So uh, it does pretty well in that regard. All right, size and cost. Okay. Uh, the, the size of this, it's a six ounce bottle. And I think I actually gave you the wrong price for it. The 829 is for two bottles on their website. So at first, I thought that was going to be a little bit pricey, but uh, two bottles, it, it might be worth it. Uh, overall flavor rating, I would give this a backyard griller. All right. Three out of five. Not bad. Um, because you're getting a, you know 12 ounces for 829, I mean, is the QPR good enough where you would uh, take the risk? I mean, we're right in the middle of the road as far as recommendations are concerned. So, And granted, as you said, it's a little bit more coarse, so maybe if you don't like the the coarser ground stuff, you might be a little bit more diverted than uh, people are a little bit more open-minded. But do you think is, is is the QPR there for us? It is, yeah. And again, if you like that coarse texture, if you like things crunchy, it's a fairly good balanced taste, uh, a, a strange feel in your mouth. But uh, if you're not into that kind of stuff, then you may want to pass it up. All right, uh, last one up tonight, another barbecue sauce. Daring with the name. If you're going to go all in, you're going to go all in with a name like this. Absolutely perfect barbecue sauce. What can you tell us about this? Yep, uh, St. Louis barbecue sauce. You know, of course, I'm from the St. Louis, Missouri area. Uh, this was submitted to me. Uh, it supposedly was uh, had won all kinds of awards from uh, pitmasters, from the competitors out there, uh, including Memphis and May, the American Royals. So that's a lot to live up to. Uh, this sauce is more in line of what you would expect from a medium consistency tomatoey sauce. No surprises there. Texture, uh, thick enough for me. You're able to pour it on everything. Uh, good even, even coating across all the meat. Brush it on easily. I love all that aspect. Uh, more important is the flavor. It just strikes the right notes. It's sweet without it being too sweet. It's got a little bit of tanginess, which I like. Uh, I'm not a huge uh, smoky fan, but there is a slight touch of that in there. It does very well. Uh, all across, just a really good flavor profile, and I mentioned kind of a base sauce a couple minutes ago. This would be a fantastic base sauce. Uh, Almost think of it like you're uh, a blues hog or something like that. The flavor profile is not exactly the same as that, but this does very, very well. And, of course, it does great across all different kinds of grilled and barbecued meats. All right. Uh, size and price point. Okay. Comes in a 19.4 mouthful there, ounce jar, and it runs for six ninety nine plus shipping. And uh, value um, – I would have to say it's worth it because this gets a very high rating from me. I would not call it absolutely perfect, but the rating I would give this is a top 10 call. All right. So four out of five. Four out of five, yes. So, so we're a good uh, deal. We were two. We were three. We end with a four. So uh, we've gone from lowest to highest tonight, perhaps just by happenstance. Um, but definitely worth the buy if you can uh, run across it either online or if you uh, find it in the brick-and-mortar section. Exactly, exactly. And the, the website address for that one is absolutelyperfectbbq.com. 
All right, so we reviewed tonight Deaf Man's Barbecue Sauce Smoky Sweet, which was uh, not very good. Deaf Man's BBQ. Com. Bobby Brown's Foods, uh, Bobby Brown Foods Boston Blend Rub, uh, which you thought was pretty good. You get two bottles, uh, so total of 12 ounces for $8.29, bobbybrownfoods.com. And then ended with absolutely perfect BBQ sauce, uh, which was very good. You get four out of five from Scott Roberts, absolutelyperfectbbq.com is the website. 19.4 ounces for uh, just shy of $7.00. Uh, Scott, always appreciate the time. Uh, let's not wait another three months before we uh, do the sauce and rub reviews. So we'll get you back up next month and uh, hammer out another three. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Ken. All right, you got it. There he is. That's Scott Roberts. ScottRobertsWeb.com. And again, he's asking for your assistance. If you could fill out his survey at uh, Scott Roberts Webb's website, ScottRobertsWeb.com slash survey, and spill your guts about what you got out in the backyard. You'll be happy that you did. All right, folks, let me talk to you about Suckle Busters. Suckle Busters products preferred by competition barbecue cooks. That's right, Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Newest sponsor and partner of this show, as you heard from Dan Arnold last week. Introduced first products to this show over seven years ago, won hundreds of industry awards, including two first place two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. That is the World Series of Barbecue Competitions used by backyarders and competition barbecue cooks across the country. Some of their top-selling products, the original barbecue sauce. It is the original, literally hundreds of industry awards. you got the honey barbecue sauce. A lot of people use it as a finishing sauce and a glaze by competition cooks. you got Hog Waller, a number one seller, perfect for competition pork and ribs. You have the competition barbecue dry rub. It's a traditional style, very mild, very savory, excellent on beef, of course. You got Clucker Dust Barbecue Rub, which is a sweet heat Chipotle chicken barbecue rub. How about new products for this coming year? Wild Fang Wild Game Rub. It's got black pepper based, awesome on ribs for sure. You got the SPG, a premium blend of salt, pepper, and garlic. And then you got the BAM! Habanero Barbecue Rub. Super hot, super sweet for you fiery food tights like Scott Roberts we were just talking about. Where can you get more info on Suckle Busters? Glad you asked. You can get it over 300 retailers nationwide. You can check out your local barbecue shop. Retail locator on the Suckle Busters website. You can order online at SuckleBusters.com. You can find it at this budding little online store called Amazon. You can also call Dan and the folks over at Suckle Busters at 972-393-9509. You can also email sales, plural, sales at SuckleBusters.com. You can check out their Facebook fan page, slash SuckleBusters. You can find them at the TexasBBQForum.com. Check them out and see why SuckleBusters means busting with flavor. SuckleBusters.com, and again, the newest partner here to this show, and we certainly appreciate that, Dan and the folks over at SuckleBusters. All right, uh, we will wrap the first hour coming up out of this break, and we'll check you back here in just a second. Stick around. We'll be right back.
big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. We are back. Thanks again to Scott Roberts for joining me this past segment. Doing the sauce and rub review thing that he is uh, so great at doing. Bunch of different websites websites for Scott Roberts. ScottRobertsWeb.com. ScottRobertsVoice.com. He is a voiceover guy. Facebook.com slash ScottRobertsWeb. And Facebook.com slash ScottRobertsVoiceOvers. So if you don't know how to get a hold of Scott after that, you aren't trying hard enough. Twitter him, at Scott Roberts. Web, at Scott Roberts Web. Hold on, I I can tell you where he's at. On the tweeter, he is at Scott Roberts. S-C-O-T-T-R-O-B-E-R-T-S, at Scott Roberts. Check him out. Don't forget, got a lot of great stuff coming up. I'm just checking out the Twitter feed here. Kyrie Irving played 42 minutes tonight, scored in, uh, he's second in the NBA minutes per game. He's played for the Team USA all summer. Cavs better find a backup point guard, damn right. Seven in a row, Cavs hold on. Another opponent under the century mark. Cavs are rolling right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not familiar with the Cleveland Cavaliers, something's happened after LeBron James returned from a knee soreness and back soreness. A couple trades, new outlook on life. Something's happened, and the Cavs are now the Cavs that people thought they might be when things got down to business. Uh, If you're interested in the stuff for Scott Roberts' past segment, email me and I will forge you what you have. Or what we have. All right, uh, we're going to reload for the second hour. We'll have a picture of Ted Reader's truck coming up at the top of the second hour. So graciously donated by Jason King. Barbecue food for you. Uh, We have uh, some guests coming up as well. I'll refresh my drink. Refresh yours. We'll meet back in about a minute. It's the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV. This is BBQ Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate 50 for wieners. Listen, Laverne, you shake a face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working right now. Ooh, top men.
All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome. Folks, you found the Barbecue Central show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on the Tuesday. This is the second hour. If you've missed the first hour, shame on you. What the hell are you doing? What's so important? You can subscribe to the first hour on iTunes. In case you miss it, you can come to my website, the bbqcentralshow.com, for all video and audio website uh, replays after the fact. Uh, the audio podcast will be uploaded by 11.55 tonight, as I do each and every week. And we will be off and running. All right, I promised pictures of Ted Reader's Optimus Prime. Look at these two guys, Ted Reader, and there's Jason King. One guy's handsome and one guy's not. Uh-oh. Draw your own conclusions. All right, uh, here's uh, one side. Uh, maybe that's the smoker side, I'm guessing. Maybe that's the grill side. And I hate to say, but that's a damn nice fire truck, right? Damn, hell yeah. Here's the... No, that's the smoker side. I bet that is the smoker side. There's the firebox down there, keeping stuff warm. There it is. Oh, look at those beer tabs. Bring it on. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You have one Optimus Prime. Well, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Optimus Prime is here. It's got two, count them, two beer tabs. I love beer tabs. I'd like a nice cold Budweiser. Hey, Stoney, yeah. Beer taps, barbecue, it doesn't get any better than that. I would take eight of it. Can I have eight Optimus Prime? Thank you. Oh, my. All right, so there's the beer tap portion of it. Oh, those are the grills. Absolutely. Holy mo- Look at that. It's a whole side of grill there. Man, oh, man, Optimus Prime. Folks, if you're not getting this on the video feed and you're just listening to it audibly, I hope I'm doing a good job at describing it, which I know I'm not. So you're going to have to go to um, my website or the YouTube or somewhere where the video is so you can actually see Optimus Prime. Look at this guy. Big Mo Kason listening to the show. Big Mo! Where you at? Oh, we've got to come on the show sooner than later. Big Mo Kason, little less Big Mo, if you know what I mean. Congrats. Good job. Mo, if you're traveling, drive safe. Glad you're listening to the show, man. Thanks for listening. I mean, I'm going to chase you down. You know it. All right, uh, still to come on the show tonight, uh, Jason Baker from Green Mountain Grills, and then we will attempt to do the second week in a row of barbecue swap meet. I am going to pull up my Facebook page and make sure that ooh, it looks it looks brutal for barbecue swap meat right now. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not worried. I'm worried. I didn't I'm telling you the truth. All right, I don't know if anybody saw this. We're barbecue and grilling people. I do a show every Tuesday about barbecue and grilling. You watch a show. Every Tuesday about barbecue and grilling. 
I saw video for this, though. Where the hell is the video for that? All right. Let me tell you about it anyway. Now, a lot of people think that this should be in barbecue swap meat. Uh, I'm not going to perhaps not mention it again. However, for sale by the world's biggest barbecue pit for four three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh. Uh, Dateline Brenham, Texas, along Highway 290 between Houston and Austin, sits the indisputable proof that everything's bigger in Texas. It's the world's largest barbecue pit, says Kim Folsom, proudly describing the giant smoker in her front yard, weighing 40 tons. For the math majors out there, that's 80,000 pounds. 80,000 pounds. Just to put it in perspective, folks, uh, a fully loaded down tractor trailer that you see tooling down the highway, gross vehicle weight cannot exceed 80,000 pounds. The smoker here is weighing 80,000 pounds, stretching out about 75 feet in length, ventilated by seven smokestacks. It's called the undisputable cuz. The barbecue pit so huge, law enforcement authorities have required special permits and escorts just to move it around the town. Well, yeah, no kidding, because it's got uh, 80, it weighs 80,000 pounds. It can break the road. If, it, if, if it's not axled correctly on weight, it can break the road. That's how heavy that is. Plus, you got uh, 25,000 pounds worth of uh, tractor-trailer on the front of it, crying out loud. Uh, drivers passing through sometimes stop, and they take pictures, and the black behemoth sitting alongside the road in Brenham, Texas, perhaps drawn by the hand-painted sign proclaiming that it is the planet's biggest barbecue pit and offering it for sale. The price, again, three hundred fifty grand. That's without the low-mileage 18-speed Peterbilt that's hauled it around the highway. That's also on the market for a measly fifty grand. That is measly for a Peterbilt. Uh, this smoker has 24 doors, 12 on both sides. Smokestacks are there. You have your dampers on it. Those are made in the shape and resemblance of the great state of Texas. And the heat comes from a surprisingly small fire that burns just a couple cords of wood. The tube that carries the heat along the length of the entire rig. So it sounds like it's got, instead of a tuning plates, it's got a tuning tube. So if you are in the Brenham, Texas area, you have 350 G's, or spend the extra 50. Get the bankroll for 400 grand, or you could probably talk them down a little bit if you're going to be buying the Peterbilt. Of course, you need the uh, Class A driver's license and special permits to haul it back to your house, wherever that might be. But you could be the proud owner of the world's largest barbecue pit for $350,000. You can cook for a ton of people on that. I mean, patently ridiculous in a lot of ways. Uh, there was another story that I saw. I mean, Dickie's Barbecue Pit still blowing up the joint when it comes to barbecue restaurants that are proliferating the barbecue topography of our country. I think seven of them had opened in the, in the damn Cleveland. You're damn right, Dave. Me buying that and putting it out in front of my house, that would put Cleveland Barbecue on the map. 
could tell Chef Simon to suck my balls because I got a huge barbecue pit. Suck my balls! Yippee! All right, uh, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Grandpa's Pride Barbecue. Watching live for the first time tonight. New dimension to the show. Enjoying it, Grandpa! Right. Welcome into the live show, Grandpa. Are you watching on the uh, Outdoor Cooking Channel? Or are you taking it in through the Internet Protocol television of Roku or some other like device? Love to get your information there. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Jim Elser weighing in. Should have saved my FBA Team of the Year prize money to buy that rig. you damn right. Don't go blowing your prize money when you go visit your brother, Jeff, in Las Vegas, blowing it up on all the strippers, Uh-oh. making it rain barbecue, Jim. Yeah, I'm Jim Elser, Team of the Year, bitch. Give me another dance. I'm rich, bitch. I don't think Jim actually talks like that. I hope he does. I mean, I know he doesn't, but I mean, I hope. Jim, did we talk about how the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes won the national championship? Look at us, champion! It's good for us, right? Jeff Baker coming up out of the break. I want to talk to you about Cook Shack. That's right. Cook Shack is the only manufacturer of commercial pellet smokers and is having an announcement. The release of the Fast Eddies by Cook Shack FEC 240 Fixed Shelf Pellet Fired Smoker Oven. Boom! It will have commercial kitchens excited over its authentic wood flavor, small footprint, and large capacity. Got a food truck? This is something you might want to think about. The authentic wood flavor and heat are achieved by the 100% food-grade wood pellets, which are controlled by a fully automated wood pellet system. Pellets eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. This smoker does not require gas. Simply plug it in to an outlet and run the IQ5 controller at pellets, and it is ready to make delicious barbecue and smoked foods. Worrying about getting a large rotisserie unit through a kitchen floor's front door? One less thing commercial operations have to worry about with this unit. Restaurants, food trucks, caterers, delis, any other commercial kitchen will have the ability to set a smoker, leave, and come back in the morning with a day's worth of smoked foods. The FEC 240 can hold up to 250 pounds of meat in the eight shelves spaced five inches apart. The new IQ5 controller allows for up to three stages of cooking, including smoke, cook, and hold. These smoke stages add the flavor to the meat, keep it hot while sitting in the smoker until the food's ready to serve. Consistency is easier than ever to achieve. It features an offset firebox and a convention fan to circulate smoke and heat for steady temperatures throughout the unit. Any member of the kitchen staff can load, cook, and unload the smoker without the need for a chef or a pit master. Now, you might want to designate a pit master, but you don't need to have one. The FEC 240 is NSF and USDA approved. And Warnock, Hershey, and ETL listed commercial cooking equipment in the USA and Canada. Cook Shack 
Located in Ponca City, Oklahoma, manufactures commercial and residential smoker ovens, pellet grills, and charbroilers. Featuring stainless steel construction, spin glass insulation, electronic temperature controls. These smokers are built to last. They distribute their products worldwide, direct, and through a uh, dealer distributor network. For more information, call Cook Shack Smokers. Contact Dave Mason, commercial sales representative, at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698, extension 201. Extension 201, or visit them at cookshack.com. All right, uh, we are back with uh, Jason Baker right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. Uh, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. 216-220-0966. My next guest is the uh, sales and marketing manager for a sponsor of this show. And uh, we're going to be talking about their line of cookers and uh, some updates that have been recently introduced to the market that we can uh, finally chat them up about. Let's race over to the hotline and welcome friend of the show, Jason Baker. Uh, Jason, how are you, buddy? Good, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Jason. Appreciate you asking and appreciate the time on the show tonight. I know you're uh, very busy kind of you know, chasing around. Uh, given your responsibilities, Jason, uh, with a, a company that is doing very well in the, uh, the pellet sector of this industry, um, what are your responsibilities? Give us a, a day in the life of a Jason Baker at Green Mountain Grills. <laughs> well, let's see. Average day, six to uh, seven and a half hours of talk time. That's, that gives you uh, all you need to know right there. I'm on the phone all day talking to distributors, dealers, oh, you name it, everybody. Anybody, even customers that have questions, uh, I'm always available. So the cell phone is always ringing. Uh, Jason, as far as dealer networks, and I, and I know when we had originally talked um, uh, now years ago, I guess, uh, when you guys were really kind of uh, getting into it and, and getting the products out in the market, there was – you know, thought of, do we want to go an Amazon direction or big box section, or do we want to solely focus on, you know, those dealer slash uh, distributor style networks? And it was, you know, hey, let's go to the, the mom and pop shops and the barbecue stores and, and let's get in there and build the value and, and we're going to help them build that value. Uh, has that vision uh, continued to, to set forth and, and reaping the rewards for you guys? Or uh, how have you evaluated how you're getting the stuff out into the market? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, we haven't changed uh, any direction at all. Even in the face of thinking about it, uh, we spent a lot of time going back and forth on this, and it was a, it was a tough call because uh, you see some of those numbers. You know, you get excited when you, the Home Depots and the, and the Costco's, they show you those big numbers, and this is what uh, our com- your main competitor is doing and all that stuff. But we, we still stand by the fact that uh, these pellet grills are, are unique. You know, this isn't a... A simple uh, barbecue. This is a, it's it's a it's more of a sophisticated unit. Uh, it needs that informative sell. It needs the uh, personal touch of our of our of a good dealer, somebody that knows what they're talking about. 
And so we we really did. We went all in with the dealers and said, okay, here's what we're going to bring to the market. We're going to bring a new product that nobody's ever seen before to the market Hi, I'm Steve. Uh, on, a mass, I'm on a mass scale. And then we also uh, decided to lower the price of our standard unit. So we gave them uh, an option to compete against the box stores and an option to uh, kind of upsell, if you will. So that, that other product is obviously now the uh, the Wi-Fi units. So we've jumped into this market of Wi-Fi, uh, which has been an interesting one. Yeah, so I I'm, I'm, was reading it when it was first introduced, and I was like, man, just when you think that you've kind of tackled all the things, you have the... Uh, the the kind of set it and forget it temperature controller. You have that uh, nice little pass through uh, thing on the side where you can put temperature probes. And uh, obviously, your controller has uh, a meat uh, temperature, an internal uh, temperature probe uh, that comes uh, that can come with it as well. And now you have a a Wi-Fi controller. So uh, I guess uh, you know where's the genesis of this coming from? And uh, a and then B, how do you get one? How does it work? And and what can those uh, potential consumers expect when they get it? Sure. So the genesis of all this is we just wanted to be different in the marketplace to be able to, uh, we really started focusing on the programmable features first. So the whole idea was we, we want to be able to create something that gives the, the customer the ability to save multiple profiles and profile being, let's say you're doing a brisket and you've got it starting at 150 for four hours and then you're wanting it to bump up for couple hours at 250 and then pick it up again uh, at the stall. Uh, you can write little notes in there. You can do all these different, set all these different parameters inside the uh, inside the app. And so the idea started just off of the programmable side of this. And so in getting into this a little bit further, uh, the Wi-Fi was interesting just from the standpoint of being able to create better range uh, because we, we were the first ones to come out with the remote. The remote is limited just on uh, an RF frequency, so it uh, it has a, a certain amount of feet to it. And so we thought, well, let's break that barrier. You know, people people nowadays they're walking around. They've got you know friends a couple doors down. And we want them to still be able to see what's going on with their with their food that they're cooking on the grill. So that's kind of the genesis of this. Genesis of this. And so we we started with a point to point solution. So being that uh, the board has a Wi-Fi chip on board broadcasts its, uh, its own IP address, your phone in the settings uh, picks up that Wi-Fi network, and then you have a point-to-point setting. So now we are introducing, uh, as a second phase to this, the ability to hook into your home router system. And then the final phase of this, so, so when you hook into the home router system, you've got the uh, distance of your router. So if you've got a really powerful router, uh, you can get, you know, mine gets about 500 feet. So some people might only get a couple hundred feet. So then the final phase of this, we will introduce probably in about April. Uh, this is where the connection will be made from your home router to a server. So our cloud-based server will then handle all the information back to your cell phone, wherever your cell phone is. So distance at that point is irrelevant. Yeah, so you could literally be, uh, you could put the brisket on first thing in the morning, you could hop a plane to... Washington D.C. conduct some business there, all the while being able to monitor temperature of the pit, uh, uh, internal temperature of meats, and and being able to make adjustments. Right? You could, yes. It's not that yeah, uh, it's so, not that far fetched, Jason. I heard you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sure there are folks out there that do that. I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, once you 
put new products into the market. I mean, there's always the, the feedback that's coming back. So uh, what kind of reaction yeah. are you getting from the Wi-Fi unit where it sits? And, you know, I guess more importantly, the advances that you're going to be making. Yeah, I mean, what's great is this this new world of, of folks are kind of jumping into barbecue that we've never really had conversations with. And it's this techie world uh, that, that really has never gotten into barbecue like this. And so we're getting a lot of feedback on, hey, you guys should do this or, hey, you guys should do that. Uh, the feedback's been really positive. Uh, people are still kind of understanding how we're releasing this, so they're not they're, they're a little bit confused that it's just a point-to-point setting, and then it's going to go to your router, and then it's going to go to your server. This isn't an all-in-one uh, Google Nest type of, uh, of an outcome yet, but it will be. Uh, it's just we are releasing this in phases to make sure that we're able to handle not only the user base, but also make sure that we're able to uh, take care of all of the uh, bugs that, that come out inherently in these these programs. What kind of a uh, technical solution uh, support system do you have in Green Mountain Grills? Have you had to go out and hire um, uh, professions that you didn't think you were going to have to originally to help support this stuff? Yeah, we, we didn't think that at all. In fact, what was interesting <laughs> is that going into this, I thought we our current staff would be able to handle most of this. So I thought, you know, this wasn't going to be that difficult. Our current staff can handle this. Uh, what we've learned is that uh, two things. Number one, different phones, even in an Android platform or an iOS platform, react differently to different buttons, different different sizes, different all sorts of different settings. So having somebody technically advanced to understand exactly what software folks are on, we're getting into a whole different world that we had no idea of. So, yes, we did bring in someone uh, from the outside. We brought a team in, actually, uh, to help us with this a little bit more uh, on the software integration side and, obviously, the technical support side of this. So it's been, on that front, it's been very interesting. Uh, but on, on, the, on the secondary front, it's also interesting to us that uh, every time Apple makes a change or every time Google makes a change, you get to get your development team going and, pay for those folks to make those changes as well. So there's a lot of cost involved in this. Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Clark. What's that? I said it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Clark. That's right. Yeah. Jeez Louise. That's right. Uh, So, but, I mean, it's something that seems to be, especially with uh, the pellet-style cookers, whether you're talking about Green Mountain Grills or the Cook Shacks or the Traeger, I mean, whatever, uh, there, there does seem to be a race to stay ahead of the, the technology front when it comes to these pellet grills. Yeah, well, you look at the market and you see the amount of barbecue sold in, in North America alone, about over 15 million last year, and maybe a couple hundred thousand pellet cookers. So we're all trying to differentiate ourselves in the marketplace to at least try to compete with gas and, and, uh, and, and charcoal. So we're trying to, to attract customers in a lot of different ways than anybody's ever had to. And so I think that's why you're seeing this, this, uh, this innovation. On the whole, uh, and, and obviously, you know, you're the, the, uh, the sales and marketing guy, of course, um, when you review where you're at, um, both amongst other pellet cookers, but maybe the, the better broader question is how do you see the pellet market continuing to expand when you compare it to the, the charcoal cookers or just the traditional stick style cookers? Is it still in a, in a huge growth spurt or how does that compare to some of the other ones? 
Uh, it is. I, I would definitely say it's in a huge growth spurt right now. I think that uh, it's in a hyper growth phase. Uh, not all the pellet grill companies are in hyper growth, but because uh, there is a learning curve to this. I mean, this is our our seventh uh, full fiscal year of doing this, and it's uh, it, there's been a lot of bumps in the road. There's a lot of things you got to learn uh, as you're going, and uh, anybody gonna, that's, that wants to jump into this, they'll learn that this isn't as easy as it looks. But uh, I think that the the market is growing. I think it's going to continue to grow. Uh, we think that. Oh, we hope to keep seeing, you know, some of the 40, 50 percent growth rates uh, continue uh, over the next five years. That's that's what we're looking at. What other advancements or uh, perhaps new products do you guys have in the hopper right now you might be able to tell us about? Everything that we're doing now is focused on making this grill more and more user friendly. So I would just say that uh, anything that you would think of, I think. Uh, that we've heard, especially from our own customers, uh, the things that they don't necessarily like about the unit, uh, we're, we're going to be focused on the unit. Once once uh, Wi-Fi is completed, uh, hopefully by the middle of this year, everything's out there. Uh, we're going to start playing around with some uh, some social networking sites uh, to that. Uh, one of the parts of the, the Wi-Fi that I didn't talk about, and then this goes into further technology, once folks are, are linked to the server, uh, we're able to see uh, if there are certain fault codes coming from uh, the grill itself. So from a diagnostic standpoint, we're going to start collecting more data. Uh, we're going to learn more about uh, when things are happening, why things are happening, uh, and make the grill better and better in the future. Uh, so that was a piece of the puzzle that I didn't talk about earlier. But the diagnostics, and you're seeing this in everything, right? I mean, you're seeing this in anything from a John Deere tractor down to your washing machine, right? Oh, so, yeah, Absolutely. So the diagnostics is a big portion of this. It's a big key. And so uh, we're, we're, that's going to be a big piece of this puzzle as we're moving forward as well. You know, when you talk about making uh, upgrades or enhancements to continually make the Green Mountain Grill product more user-friendly, what are the, the biggest one or two major bitches that you get on a consistent basis that you want to uh, hammer out? I would say number one complaint uh, having to pull out the uh, kind of grease tray and, and empty the uh, ash or clean out the ash. And so that's something that people would like to be able to do on an easier basis. They want to be able to uh, simply get rid of the ash uh, without taking out the grease tray uh, to get to it. Uh, so I understand that. A lot of pellet cookers have been... Um, have been like that for a number of years, and, and there'll be some advancements, I think, across the board uh, to make that easier for the consumer. Uh, I would also say that, uh, you know, we were the first ones to really come out and, and peak the lid the way we did. So we have uh, a lot of clearance inside of there, uh, which gives room for uh, shelving, a lot more shelving than any of our competitors. So a lot of that we're going to be focused on. We're going to be focused on uh, making it easier to uh, move pellets out if people want to be able to change the flavor of their pellets. So those kinds of things are things that we're going to be focusing on, just ease of operation, uh, focusing more on the parts, more on making this thing easier and easier. Jason, do you guys do any uh, like private branding uh, for stores or you know other manufacturers? Is it just strictly Green Mountain Grill all the way through and through? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, strictly Green Mountain Grill all the way through. Have you guys been approached uh, for doing that at all, or is that something you would consider at some point? 
we've been approached uh, quite a few times. The same thing, as I talked about a little bit earlier, because yeah. uh, these are box stores and they want their brand on there. And what you're doing is you're hurting all your dealer now, your, your dealers out there who see their grill they're selling at, at usually a cheaper price because it has to be. I mean, that's how that's how most of these box stores do it. They approach you and say your 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 unit has to be 15% less than uh, anywhere in the market. Okay, wow. so in doing that, uh, you are hurting uh, your dealer network when you make that move, and so that's just not something we've we've jumped into. Yep, uh, Jason Baker joining me here on the show. GreenMountainGrills.com, the website, if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Over the next few minutes, uh, Jason, the other like newest product besides the the Wi-Fi stuff uh, was uh, the smaller tail grating uh, gating grill that was introduced a little while back. Um, how has the success of this particular unit gone, and is it uh, still kind of exceeding the expectations that you had originally? Yeah, it has. It's been a great little unit for us. It, uh, it. I think the feedback that that we've received on this grill is, uh, uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. We've been excited about uh, the, the the fact that everybody loves the unit. Uh, people love how versatile it is. They love how easy it is to plug in anywhere. I mean, that's the beauty of that unit. It is a 12 volt model. You can plug it into your car, you can plug it into a battery, or you can plug it into the wall. And so minimal, very minimal draw, 10 watts of draw on a continuous level. So uh, people love the energy efficiency of it. They love the fact it doesn't chew up a lot of pellets uh, and it creates a lot of smoke. It's a smaller cavity. Uh, you still have about 219 square inches of space in there. You still have almost an eight inch clearance in there. So you can get a lot of food in there. But the beauty is, is that it, it really doesn't, uh, it doesn't use as many pellets as some of the other uh, units out there with that size. And it's also very efficient. So uh, overwhelmingly, people are pretty positive about that unit. All right. That's great. And again, you can uh, check that out. More at GreenMountainGrills.com. Uh, Jason, anything else uh, Green Mountain Grill related or otherwise uh, you'd like to get out tonight here before I cut you loose? You know, we're still, uh, we're still focused on the pellets, too. I mean, I always, I always talk about uh, the pellets uh, as a major part of this, and uh, I know there's a lot of pellet manufacturers out there. There's more and more. Uh, you, should, you could do a whole segment on this one day. You could talk about all these different pellet players that are jumping in this market. But, uh, you know, the fact is, is that you have a lot of pellet uh, folks that, that don't make grills. And so uh, I don't know how much testing they do with these pellet grills, but sometimes they're out there trying to uh, pump as many pellets out as they can. And there is a difference in the pellets you purchase. And so uh, we would never go as far as our competitor and say, you have to use our pellets and our grill. We think that's uh, probably illegal, but you know, that's, that's not our, we're, we're not involved in that part of it. So, but, but we do understand why uh, they go that far because there is a difference and you just, you have to inform people a little bit more, but uh, ultimately when you see those pellets out there, you know, the, the key thing is make sure you know that it is cooking pellet and not eating pellet. And so we're seeing that more and more where the, the folks are just kind of pushing these heating pellets out pellets that are supposed to be for a pellet stove, uh, they're cheap and uh, they don't say otherwise and people are buying them and they put them to the grill Ooh. and that's not safe. And so I would just uh, urge that again, you know, people who are using pellet grills, make sure that you are utilizing a cooking grade pellet. 
All right, and next time we're going to be talking about uh, pellets. Jason, you've just made that uh, interview a lot easier for me. I appreciate that. All right, uh, Jason Baker, uh, you can find him, greenmountaingrills.com. Jason, always appreciate the time and, of course, the support of the show. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Greg, as always. There he is, Jason Baker, ladies and gentlemen. Best thing he said about the whole interview, we're not going to go as far as our competition and say you have to use them or they're going to void warranty. We think that's illegal. It is? Maybe it is. Maybe threatening people that if you use somebody else's pellets, it's going to jam your warranty. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Yeah, maybe that's not right. Maybe. Maybe it is a little bit. Maybe not. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I'm jumping all over. I'm jumping all over, Jerry. There we go. Now I'm back. Thanks again to Jason Baker. GreenMountainGrills.com, longtime supporter of this show. You've seen them. They're right. Uh, they're, there they are, right there. They just showed up. Boom. Whoa. Boom. GreenMountainGrills.com. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. You have been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers. Stop here. This is the only company they started at all. They are the creators of this technology. I don't know why you would want to buy one from anybody else. I don't know why. Patently ridiculous. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minute detail. However, if you can imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook, No, it's not too good to be true. It is real-life technology, and you could take advantage of it today. Because, hey, maybe you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps constantly on the run with kids, doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and you're just off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. number of different models to choose from. If you are a geek and you love the multiple cooker potential with internal temperature of multiple meats, may I recommend the CyberQ Wi-Fi unit. Taking over competition scenes, taking over backyards, and everything in between. Hugely popular. On the opposite spectrum, PartyQ. Least cost, easiest point of entry. It's the... Proverbial cruise control for pit uh, for your pit temperature uh, control device needs. It can go on a number of different cookers, the bullet styles, the kettles, go on ceramic cookers. $10 more there for a different uh, type of adapter to go on the bottom of that. But once you have them, I mean, buy them both, you can just flip them over one to the next to the next. Runs on AA batteries, completely self-contained. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx oven is going to go there. You know it's going to... Work seamlessly with any of the Guru pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And they will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Barbecue swap meet time. 
you have something you want to sell, you have something you want to buy, call me, email me, 216-220-0966, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We're back right after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing? All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Getting ready to do the second week's installment of the barbecue swap meet. Getting ready to open the swap meet here shortly. Got to race over to the Facebooks. Let's see what I got. Hey, Ted Reader likes the Barbecue Central Radio Show homepage on Facebook. Yeah. I never post on that thing. I'm the worst. If you want to get a hold of me on the Facebooks, don't post anything on my radio show page, you know, because I'm crappy. Friend me on my regular homepage. Slash Greg.Rempy. G-R-E-G. My real name is Gregory. I think what I've come to find out with the number of Gregs that I've run into, if you're if you're a Greg and your name is Gregory and you shorten it up, it's G-R-E-G. If you're a Greg and your real name is Greg and not Gregory, you're G-R-E-double-G. The G-R-E-double-G. M-Y-C. You know me. Ain't nobody got time for that. So if you're not a Gregory and you're just a Greg, you traditionally spell your name with two Gs at the end. If you're a Gregory, you traditionally spell the shortened version of Greg with one G. Lesson learned. Rod Gray from Pellet Envy, what did you just learn? Nothing. All right. Sorry for living. Won't ask again. All right, folks, let's go ahead and open the barbecue swap meet. Doors are now open, ladies and gentlemen. It is the barbecue swap meet. What's the barbecue swap meet, you say? Well, I'm glad you asked. Happy to fill you in, folks. It is the barbecue swap meet. If you have something barbecue and grilling related and you want to sell it, this is the place for you. It can be used. It can be new. It can be never used or slightly new. You name it, you get it. It is your deal. All you have to do is email me. You can call me. You can post on the Facebook page under Week 2 of Barbecue Swap Meet. And tell me what you got. Explain it in detail. And most importantly, give me a price. For instance, if I can run back to last week's barbecue swap meet. We had Easy Hooks by Marsha Perry. 19-inch Easy Hook for $20. A 10-inch Easy Hook for $10 and a 30-inch Easy Hook for $40. Scotty Johnson had two cupcake pans that never got taken. 
Chad Warner was looking for a used backwoods chubby or similar-sized cabinet smoke. Anyway, you get the idea, right? So if you're selling something, make sure that you list what you have to sell. Most importantly, how much you're looking to get out of it. How much you want to sell it for. There's a whole other component to the barbecue swap meet. What's that, you ask? Glad you're inquiring. Ready? If you're looking to buy something, send me, send me a, uh, send me a request. Uh, hey, I'm looking to buy X or C. I'm willing to spend this much money on. I'll get some emails. We might find a love connection for your need, and boom, you're off and running. Now, remember, once we find a buyer and a seller, I'll put you guys together. I'll delete what would then be available on any Facebook pages. But I'll delete what was available, and I hook you guys up, and from there, I'm out. You guys got to come down to final pricing, making sure nobody's screwing anybody else. I'm not a madam at a whorehouse. You're going to screw somebody, you're going to take the lumps and come along with it. Vet out. That's what I got to say. Vet out. All right. Um, with over, this is coming from Jason King. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, Matt Boer, starting to look for a pit trailer if you see one. Pit trailer. All right. Like you want a pit on a, on a trailer or are you looking to put a pit on a trailer? You need the trailer like a pit trailer. Blake Moody weighing in. Boom. Yeah, give me specifics. Uh, Jason King, with over a half a million YouTube views, I will feature your barbecue product for free. Great price. If it's good, it's got to be good. I'll use it, and if not, we'll act like we never kissed. Look at this guy. Half a million YouTube views. That's because he's making taco shells out of bacon. No kidding. Jason, go look at that YouTube video. What one is that? Link that up, Jay. Your uh, taco shells out of bacon. Is it like chicken bacon tacos with triple sauce or something like that? Anyway, if you want a product video, get a hold of Jason King. YouTube.com slash user slash bbq food the numeral for the letter u he will feature your barbecue product for free if it's good he'll use it if not he will act like we never kissed what yeah there it is bake a uh, barbecue bacon taco shell oh go watch that leave my show and go watch <laughs> No, don't. Uh, Matt Boer is still looking for an old pit controller for $20. If you have an old pit minder or something along the lines that works. Sure, Matt Boer is looking for something that works. Uh, you got a fresh 20, I'll hook you up and you guys can make a deal. Steve in Kansas is looking to sell a excess amount of Black Bart's brisket rub. 
$3 a bottle. Brand new, never been opened, $3 a bottle. Black Bart's brisket rub that comes from uh, Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. He has eight bottles that he is looking to sell. If you are interested in that, shoot me an email, Black Bart's Barbecue Rub, and uh, he's looking to get uh, $3 per bottle. Eight bottles. Did I miss? Did I miss speak? Uh, also, Tim in Texas has a bottle of uh, Rod Gray's IPO barbecue sauce that he is looking to sell for three dollars as well. One bottle, three dollars. What else is anybody looking for? Got to be looking for something. Again, uh, Mad Boor looking for a $20 pit controller. Or a, an automatic pit temperature control device for $20. Matt Boor has a bottle washer. $15. It is for washing out the inside of barbecue or anything bottle. Beer bottle, wine bottle, mason jar... It's a bottle. It's a bottle washer. It's $15. If you are looking for a bottle washer, let me know. And Matt Boer will try and do a deal with you. Absolutely. Uh, let me get on over to my Twitter feed. Sure nobody's put anything there. Nope, nothing changed. Uh, Dana LaGrutta is looking to sell the grill tender. What is the grill tender? I don't know. Uh, the grill tender is a charcoal barbecue grill with a patent pending technology that controls the cooking temperature for you. So this is a grill and a pit temperature control device all in one. The grill tender. Where do you get this at? Grilltender.com. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a peek. Let's uh, check out the video. Three-minute long video introducing the grill tender. All right. I'll bite. I will bite on the grill tender. Here we go. Tender. I'm here to show you the unit and how it works. So first off, the, the biggest thing about the grill tender is the electronic control. So we have a temperature probe going into the unit that's read by this controller and then a motor that connects to some linkages that actually open and close the air vents to control the temperature inside. So um, to set the temperature, you just push the button and turn the knob until you get to the desired temperature um, and then let it go. It will check the temperature every 10 seconds and make an adjustment to the vent giving you a very accurate temperature control. 
So beyond the temperature control we just talked about, uh, there's many features of this grill that make it easy uh, to clean up and very versatile as far as what food you can cook in it. Um, the main areas are up top here. We have a warming bin. Uh, we have the main cooking area inside this door. And we have the coal bin and ashes down below in this door. So for the warming bin, we have a door that opens. Inside is a large area that you can set food to keep it warm. It doesn't have any direct holes to the cooking area, but shares this common surface that keeps it nice and warm. So if you're still cooking and some things are starting to get done, you can set them up here and they'll stay nice and warm while you finish up and then everything's good to go at the same time. Neat. Pretty neat. In the cooking area, we have it divided into two sections. The lower section is for grilling. This is very close to the coal, so it would be good for searing and cooking something quickly over high heat. The upper section uh, is separated by a drip pan that can also act as a water pan if you want some extra moisture in there. All right, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I... I don't know about that. Is it a grill or is it a smoker? I'm not saying it's got to be one or the other, but I think... You want to know if you're buying a grill or a smoker. If you're putting stuff on the bottom of that thing over the coals, you know, you're not putting a... You're not putting a... A brisket or pork butt down there on the bottom, you're gonna get torched. Grease fire! However, he's selling it and listing it. Dana Lagrutta, a grill tender, $12.95 shipping is not included. Uh, Rick Pasick. Selling a Deep South Smoker Single Chamber Gravity Fed Smoker. Like new condition, bright yellow automotive paint, $1,999.99. Photos if needed, located in Kennesaw, Georgia. All right. So, not a lot of new stuff. Some old stuff. It's the barbecue swap meet. What can I tell you? Everybody loves the barbecue swap meet. We're going to build up some inventory here. Uh, again, we have Black Bart's brisket seasoning for $3 a bottle. I believe there was 8 or 10 of those. We have a bottle of Rod Gray's IPO. And then the stuff from last week as well. Uh, don't forget, Matt Boer looking for a $20 automatic pit temperature control device. If you have one available... Get in touch with me. Email me on anything about this barbecue swap. Me, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. And I will do my best to chase down what you're looking for or looking to buy or purchase and put you guys together with whoever it is that is buying or selling. And boom, off we go. We will remove those so we're not selling something that has unfortunately already timed out. All right, uh, that brings to a close the second edition of the Barbecue Swap Meeting, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I love Barbecue Swap Meeting. All these crazies running around in the swap meet. I like saying swap meet. It's funny. All right, folks, if you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker. 
out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smoker has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitational, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, many more to come this year here in 2015. BPS has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company called Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based barbecue rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions. The King of the Smoker, which is a back-to-the-basics, bring-the-best-of-the-best-of-the-world-of-barbecue-for-a-head-to-head competition. Uh, this is unique in the fact that contestants can't use any of the electrical devices, such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal wood and their wits to win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. The other competition the BPS has started is known as the Guinea Pig. This is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to the competitive barbecue world. It features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue. Genius. Genius. On top of all that, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program, the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, BPS has been able to do this within only the four or five years they've been in business now, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competition, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. You can find their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. And if I'm not mistaken, one of, if not the largest retailer of pellet grills, in all the land, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're looking for one, they have them all. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. We're back to wrap up this show. In the next segment, you got something you want to say real quick? Hit me up, 216-220-0966. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. We're back right after this. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. Mike's off. Thank you, Jeff. Um. Uh, Matt Boer asking me, can we send you video clips of items for sale? Can you? Yeah. Of course. You better. You better. 
I mean, what better or easier way to show what you're selling, what condition it's in? Send me the video. Come on, officer. Send me the video. I'll get it up. We'll show it. Give me prices, of course. I believe my email limit is pretty sizable, so uh, unless you have an FTP or a Dropbox or something like that, uh, in case it's too big, we figure out a way to work it out. 216-220-0966. The email address, if you want to send me a video uh, clip, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. And uh, we are going to be set to rock and roll with week three of Barbecue Swap Meet next week. All right, let's get ready to roll. Let's do this thing. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Ted Reader, tedreader.com. He's got a new book coming out next year, not 2015. Gastro Grilling is out right now. Again, tedreader.com, his website. Then we talked to Scott Roberts from Scott Roberts Web. We reviewed uh, one rub and two sauces. It's pretty fun and exciting. In the second hour, we talked with Jason Baker, head of uh, marketing and uh, research and sales for Green Mountain Grills. That's greenmountaingrills.com. And then we ended uh, tonight with the gr- uh, the second week of Barbecue Swap Meet. Yeah. We're going to make a love connection. If you have any questions about Barbecue Swap Meet, let me know. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Happy to answer any and all questions when it comes to the Barbecue Swap Meet. All right. Uh, if you have raw cast iron, reseason it each and every time. Little Pam, little Crisco, after you've hit it with a grill brush and it starts to cool down, let it burn back in. Generations of rush-free service. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Good luck to the Seattle Seahawks in defeating cheaters. We'll see you back. Good night now.